You are listening to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show. And we are back at another review for Falcon and Inter Soldier. I think Ferris is no longer with us here, but he's here in presence, you know. I don't know. A few minutes ago, I saw him shrieking at the top of his lungs. So I would go ahead and say he's very well and still alive on the planet. Damn it, Amber. He's just not part of the review anymore. Yeah, because Idea took over. (laughs) Woo! Yes, and Ferris will never let me live that down. Ever. But that's okay. But what we are happy to have you here again with us, Adelia, of course, Amber, always help me steer the ship. And so let's get into it, because this episode began right off the bat at the end of the last episode, but we had a little bit of flashback six years prior, the events of the series before Endgame, before Infinite War, when Bucky was still on Wakanda doing the process of not be more controlled by the words of the Inter Soldier. I like that scene a lot. I like the acting that Sebastian uh, Sebastian Stan Stan. 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 Thank you. Sebastian Stan did. I like him crying on that scene. For me, it was very emotional. Even with the flashbacks, the flashbacks were cool of previous Marvel films. I like that one, WandaVision, when they did as well. But I think the overall scene of him crying and like overcoming and re- reconquering mm-hmm. his freedom was very cool. What do you girls think about that, that setup for that? I, I think that Bucky is an essential character to this entire universe like essential not just you know as the winter soldier or as bucky barnes but i think like i think what he's going through is very key because a lot of what we've seen in the last few years of the mcu is characters going through massive kinds of grief and seeing how they how they traverse through it um and one of the biggest and most important pieces of this is that we're seeing how he was able to cope with who he was, what he had done. And we saw all those flashbacks real fast. Like it was like somebody was flipping cards in front of the screen. And we we get to understand Bucky, where he was at the end of that and moving into his new life. And we see why he was so undeniably calm when... Um, when Zemo started saying the words to unlock him Um, because he's traversed past it. He's moved on past it. And I I think far, far beyond the fact that this is a political thriller and, you know, an absolute stunning way to tell a story this also has so many facets because it's telling the stories of grief. It's telling the stories of, of, dealing with your darkness. And I I think we're gonna see somebody who's, you know, fully formed by the end, take up the mantle of Captain America. And I love it. I love the way that it has done the work. And like, that is a commentary on every single person because I, 
I literally didn't know if this show was going to affect me on this level because I have so many of these issues that these characters are, are groping and like grappling with. And it's a stunning series by this point because you're starting to really see how they, they lay the characters that you knew like to waste and have helped them grow. So it's very, it's very Phoenix to me. And y'all know I love like the Phoenix force and I think it's a great metaphor. So like, it feels like a rebirth for them. It's, it's epic. And to see Bucky have that moment of catharsis when it ended, when, when Io, like when she actually tested the words and he didn't know if he could do it, but then it was done and she said, this is yours. Yeah, I was like, y'all doing that thing to me again, guys. Come on now. Whew. I need this heart. I need to keep it. Thank you. So yeah, yeah. no, it's, he deserves catharsis. Yeah, and when Io says, you are free at the end of that, and he loses it, it's just like, that's a great bit of acting from Sebastian Stan. Sebastian and Stan I, I, is a gem. Yeah. Well, a lot of people want him to be the next Luke Skywalker, including me. I think he could fill that shoes perfectly. But we still have Mark Hamill, so, but MCU is Star Wars apart. That is a conversation I have to have with Justin Bieber. Anyway. For the, into the episode, and we were talking about this right before we started recording. I think if the previous episode we talked a lot about Zemo and his perspective, and we had a little bit more of that uh, in this episode, but this episode, a little bit like the second one, but even more deep, because I'll focus a lot on John Walker. Yeah. And what, uh, bear with me, I'm going to just do a little bit of my interpretation because a little bit beyond the episode, because for me, it was very interesting that the first, the very first shot that you see John Walker at the end of episode one was that punchable face shot. I want to punch that guy. That guy's a douchebag. That's the first impression that the series wants you to have. He's not Steve Rogers. He's not Captain America. He's just a, a random white dude with like cosplaying as Captain America. Then right at the beginning of the second episode, in the locker room scene, you, you start to understand a little more of him. You kind of be a little bit more sympathetic. Even. Like he he's not just a douchebag arrogant that wants to be the next Captain America. He, he feels the wave of the mantle. And towards the, the second and third episodes, we kind of see his dark side. We understand that he and Steve Rogers are very different kinds of people. But he's not a straight villain. He's not a straight evil guy. He has a dark side, and this episode definitely involves into this dark side. But he's also very human. Because, And I think what overall we had on this episode is that Prior to him being uh, the, the new Captain America, he had some very bad experience as a soldier yeah. for the U.S. Army. It's true. And, and by trying to be a good soldier, he's kind of shame of some of his actions. We don't know what happened, but they do in the in the coffee shop scene. They, he and Battlestar talk a little bit more of that. And we have the ending, but let's say the ending later because i think the end is something very important we have to talk but overall 
Why do you girls think about the journey that we that we saw of John Walker from the beginning of this episode, like and like grouping up with the with our heroes to the end? What do you girls think of this overall journey? Um, I, it was fascinating. Yeah, it really was fascinating because you're right. He doesn't seem like an overly bad guy, but. As, like, Dr. Erskine said in First Avenger, the serum enhances everything about you. So if you're good, you get better. And if you have bad in you, it gets worse. And I think that once he takes, he makes the decision to take the serum, we see the bad get worse. But before that, he still seems conflicted. And that conversation with Battlestar that you just referenced, I think, is the real turning point. Because that's when he decides to take the serum. And he does it out of a place of Battlestar saying, think of how many people we could have saved if we'd had that serum. And I think that that's why he took it in an attempt to want to help more people save more people. But it just did not go that way at all. How about you, Anna? So, so my feeling on John Walker is big time. Um, I, and there's a juxtaposition here, and this is very important, and my internet's being wonky, so be aware of that. Um, so essentially, we're, we're standing two Captain Americas next to each other and comparing, the, comparing and contrasting the flaws and the, the good things. Mm -hmm. To me, Steve Rogers, uh, to me and everybody, Steve, Steve Rogers was the pinnacle of the hero archetype. He was the perfect selfless man who gave of himself over and over and over, regardless of the risk, regardless of the reward. And he just kept going. I mean, he evolves as a character from the very beginning to the very end. Mm -hmm. I think that the, the part that really gets me is that not only just does John Walker have a lot of darkness because of everything that he's gone through. He has PTSD, it seems. Um, he is having a hard time coping with the life that he has had. And he is having a hard time with being like, you know, having all these expectations on him. But the hardest thing going along with having all these expectations is that there is a huge, huge strain of jealousy running through this man because he feels inadequate. He feels like he cannot match up to Steve Rogers and he is the one wearing the mantle. I can totally understand that feeling of anger and frustration and resentment against both the man who carried the shield, you know, the reason why the shield happened and the people who loved him. And that is the resentment that he tends to show towards Steve or um, Sam and Bucky, yeah. because it's one of those things where he doesn't know how to cope with his own feelings and he's not, he doesn't have it all together. And this juxtaposition also works in terms of standing Sam next to John, because Sam was the ideal chosen candidate by Steve Rogers. Was he, was he going to be accepted by the world? No, because he's a black man and because he's, he's not a superpowered individual. However, John Walker wasn't either when this all started and he's been trying to fill to fit shoes that don't fit him. The, the thing is, it's very, very clear that John is having a lot of issues and taking the serum made it worse. And I don't know if Battlestar is dead, but losing 
or feeling like you've lost your best friend and your sidekick and somebody who could be part of a conscience for you is a really painful thing. Like, and imagine this man with all these demons, all of this darkness, who has now taken a serum that either takes the best or the worst of you and magnifies it tenfold. And now he's lost his friend. Like, if I thought he could be a nexus level being, I would literally think this man would rip apart the world. But his reaction and everything that happened at the end of the episode surprises me not. It is exactly what I thought from him. It is exactly what I figured I would see. And it doesn't shock me in the slightest. I, I think it, the outcome, it was not supposed to be a twist, but more like, like you said, like natural evolution of the character. One of the things that I think it has been, cause look, we are towards the end of the series, just six episodes, that this is episode four. I think what this series has done in a good way, something that I really appreciated that I didn't see this in other movies or even WandaVision, is that there are good and one unquote bad motivations for all the characters. The flaws and the qualities of each character even the even even the one unquote villains are shown. Like Sam is a good hearted person. His conversation with Carly, it was very important. I that that remind me of uh, Captain America motive, like something mm -hmm. that Captain America would do. But yeah. like, the fact that he has some kind of excitation to be Captain America is a flaw. It causes a little bit of trouble. Same things go for Bucky. He's a good guy, but has a troubled past. I feel him like addicted to, to violence. He's not like all his attempts to be on like the normal life is being failure. Like, like you're you're literally having lunch with the guy that you murder his son. You know, even yeah. Zemo. Zemo was a villain one of the greatest villains, in my opinion i, I grow to love him a lot over the years but he has a lot of points he has a lot of points and i think it it was like a show of his character when he shot carly and destroyed almost all the vials of the serum a lot of people in his position would have taken the serum like john like john did but the fact that he destroyed showed that he has a really a conviction as long as there is people with this kind of power this is dangerous. People are going to die. People are going to lose my family like I did. So one yeah. of the things that I think this series has done that I have not seen any Marvel property is this gray area between what we always see as good and evil. All, all superhero genres deal with good and evil. But that, that middle line, that gray area, I think this show has doing a good service to the MCU to explore that. And by doing something now, we are going to the big topic towards the end. Because, and I, I talked with Adelia because we, are, we watched the, the, the episode together. I didn't realize at first, but like five minutes later, I think we just saw the most violent scene in the entire MCU. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. You have never seen like a level of violence, of raw violence like this ever. Even in the darkest moment of Inter Soldier, Civil War, Avengers, Endgame, Infinite War, 
I like that. Why do you guys think that outcome for John Walker, the new Captain America, to public execute, murder someone, and whole and the whole, whole world watching? Like, is the title of the episode? Um, okay, so the juxtaposition between, like, it, it's very clear. There's juxtaposition between. Um, what's his face, John, and the rest of the characters. Like, we're, we're looking at Steve, the epitome of the perfect Captain America, the perfect superhero. Sam, who literally didn't want the shield because he didn't think he could live up to those shoes. Um, we have Bucky, who, even though he was the Winter Soldier, he was doing everything that he did under mind control. Um, legitimately, Bucky is a stand-up human when he is Bucky and not the Winter Soldier. And now that that has been erased from his psyche, he literally is recovering from that and starting to go through catharsis. You have to be removed from your trauma to be able to heal. And that's very important here. John Walker has had all of the bad things about himself magnified by this serum. And now he is literally smashing skulls and beating people to death with the shield, with the symbol of all this goodness. It's, it's mind blowing. And it you're right, it's one of the the most gruesome moments in the MCU because you're very surprised by it, you know what I mean? I mean, it was made like not only, oh, let's, let's show the shield with blood, but I think the whole scene, the whole arc of that outcome, I think it was necessary. It showed me hope that some, I, I do like the MCU, goddammit, I'm doing this review show, but I have my critiques of the formula of everything kind of being the same tone, the same rhythm, the same level. I like when sometimes there is a mix, you change a little bit, and I like that. And that goes to my other question, that we are at, at episode four. We literally have just two more episodes. The show hasn't introduced like a villain, like the main battle for you to stop everything. Uh, I think that John Walker is going to be the ultimate villain of the series. I think it's too late for you to introduce the Power Broker. I think they're still going to introduce the Power Broker, but I do think that John Walker is... I, I don't know how this is going to go with him. This could go either way. Yeah. Adelia? I'm not entirely certain that we're going to have one really big bad at the end of this show. Like, we're going to have John Walker... The whole situation with the power broker, I don't know if it's going to be fully resolved, but it's going to be, I don't even know if we're going to find out who the power broker is, but something's got to happen there. And there's the whole situation now with Carly Morgenthau threatening Sam's sister. That's got to get dealt with somehow too. I thought that was very interesting. I was like, what? Yeah, it was strange to me that that happened, but I knew Sam's sister was going to have to get brought back into this somehow. They put too much of an emphasis on it, and we've seen that footage uh, in the trailer of them in Louisiana um, with the shield, which I find fascinating. Like, does the government, like, take that away from Walker now and give it to Sam? Like, how does Sam get that shield now? Um, but Walker is definitely a villain now. It, there's no doubt about that. For sure, but, and I do. The question is, will he have redemption? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if he will. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very it's very murky at this point, especially because I know US Agent is like a very controversial character at points. Um and there there's divide like divisive talk of whether he's a good guy or a bad guy at points. I just 
I always want redemption for characters, but who knows where this is going to go. It's like, I, I, in my opinion, talk about redemption. I think there are a lot of ways they can go with it. I think the simple way sometimes is the way that they go with it, unfortunately. I do think that Carly is like the reluctant villain. Like, she, like you're killing people. You're Anti-hero. Like, yeah, but I think by the end they're going like to redeem her, but not redeem John Walker. For me, yeah, the interesting take, for me, the interesting take would be the opposite. Like Carly is actually irredeemable, but John, some you can control him somehow. That would be more complex way to deal with it. But I think overall, like you said, this at the same time that he also has PTSD. The, the resentment is very, it's very, very much of the focus of the character. Like when the Dormilage tried to get Zemo back and then he does the El Chapo escape route, you can see that his pride was very hurt. They don't even have, they are not even super soldiers and I lost. I am very curious to see that shadow, disgusting character out of him. So he being a villain, like the main villain, like the big bad, whatever, I think it would be very interesting to have this kind of resentful character, like, I hate everybody now, I have super strength. And then they take the shield, like the passing of the shield, literally taking off the shield of him because he became so chaotic, even though he's still human. He's still a human character. For sure. That, that's my whole take. Uh, besides John Walker, you had a little bit more of, like I said, the Dormy Lodge scene. We had a little more bit of Zemo. Uh, now he, he knows that he cannot do anything. He, he, he doesn't have the strength, but he tries to get like both sides happy. He, he manipulates the little girl saying that don't trust this guy, but he knows that he but still needs him, so he's not going to be turned over by the Dark Lodge. What do you girls think about these little snaps of other stories that we still had in this episode? I I think it was really good. I think I I like the fact that they they had Zemo uh, <laughs> bribing little girls with freaking Turkish delight. I was like, ugh. Every time I see anything Turkish delight, I immediately think of. Uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, and I'm just like, ah, ah, Edmund, ah, bribed with Turkish delight. And then I shake my fist because I'm like, ah, you could have done better. But I mean, it's it's just so very, very well done. It's, the storylines are intricate. I love seeing Wakanda brought back in. I love seeing the, the fleshing out of Wakanda without Chadwick Boseman, because I think that's very important. They need to start establishing the nation of Wakanda without T'Challa or figuring like hopefully they're figuring out what they're going to do in his absence. Um, which rest in peace or good Lord or power. Um, it, it was just, it's a stunning story. And I'm very amazed at the fact that they were able to get me to have that kind of emotional visceral reaction at the fourth episode. Cause I didn't care on the first episode I was not having it as much. Yeah, like like we said, you were like the Justin of our series now. Like Justin was in yep. at your shoes last last time with One Vision, and let's face it, 
Nobody expects to see Wakanda in the series. Nobody predict that. Because didn't see predict it, but it doesn't surprise me. No, no, it doesn't surprise me at all. But it it wasn't show. It was like a good one called surprise. You know, ah, mm -hmm. let's see a little bit. Like, of course, like you said, they didn't touch upon the 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 the, ch the child situation. It's not time yet. I think it doesn't need to. But it was good to watch that. And this this review is going to be a little bit short. But I. Uh, Dida told me that once again, and need to ask this question again. Is Sharon Carter the power broker? There are things that lean both directions. That's, like. It could be an either or kind of thing. So I, I mean, I think I think there's three possible scenarios for Sharon Carter. She's the power broker. She's working very closely with the power broker, or she's working for an organization like the CIA or SWORD undercover in Madripoor trying to find out who the power broker is. Yeah. Because we're not hearing either, like, we're not hearing the other side of her conversation. We don't know who she's talking to. Of course, seeing Sharon Carter be so badass and, be, and doing her thing, it, it immediately makes you wonder, oh, okay, is she doing something nefarious? But that doesn't always mean that somebody's doing nefarious if you just can't hear the other side of the conversation. Yeah. She she may well be doing awesome things and trying to unmask the power broker. But you never know. So it's it's a very interesting thing. Plus, she's still using that same phone that she was using when she was, you know, working for Shield with Fury. Yeah, because somehow she has access to a satellite. I mean, I don't think normally people that is on the run and trying to hide doesn't have access to satellite. I mean, are we working sword into this series too? Is sword going to be everywhere? Is this just the introduction of sword? Happy phase four, everybody. Woo. Hell, I like they did at the end of one of vision with the scrolls appearance. Yeah. That, I've heard that's another option that Sharon Carter is actually a scroll, but I really hope not. Cause wow. Yeah. That can be true. What if everybody's I a scroll? I mean, Secret Invasion is coming eventually. Yeah. Sad that it's not a movie and an event because I felt like that could have been a really, really good uh, Infinity War kind of arc. But okay, whatever, guys. I think the scrolls are the friends that we made along the way. The scrolls are the friends we made along the way. Exactly. That, that is the moral okay. of the series. Okay, well, on that note. On that note, any final thoughts about the episode, girls? Any considerations, critiques, theories. I'm really curious to see where they go in the next episode, just based on how that episode finished. I can't understand how we have two episodes left. I know. Yeah. I feel That's like there's a lot they have to accomplish in two episodes. Look, well, I mean, I but they, they keep accomplishing a lot in these little episodes. So I'm like, yeah. Look, for a show that had a slow start that didn't grab everybody right off the bat, I think they have done an excellent job, especially in this in the in this two. Well, I mean, episode. it's awkward if they grab you right off the bat. Like that's that's predatory. Yeah, You're they, welcome. They, they they for me and Ferris, shout out Ferris, grabbed us because that's the kind of shit that I like to see, especially in the MCU. I think there is space for this kind of stories. But some of the stuff that I talked uh, when I, when we watched the, the episode, like they made very clear, and I don't see any reason for them to do that. There is no way there's going to be a season two of WandaVision. WandaVision was that story. So the one through nine, her character arc was 
finish. She's the Scarlet Witch. Now let's use her for future stories. They didn't so, say that they can't, can't do a season two of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I want to bring up something that I actually just literally read two seconds ago. Because, um, you know, I'm doing a great job of being on a show. Um, one of one of my friends brought up the fact that when John uses the shield, does the unspeakable act, uh, shreds of the Winter Soldier music play through that. I didn't notice and that. I want to watch it again now to see that. I also, uh, she also called him great value cap. So that's pretty funny. Um, I, Danny, that means she bought him from Walmart. <laughs> like, yeah. he's, that's the great Walmart brand. So he's the Walmart brand Captain America. <laughs> Look, somebody Beautiful. has to die on this series. Somebody has to die. I don't think this series. Take me. Oh. Not, not, not Millennial you, humor. Bucky or Sam, but like, I don't want them to kill Zemo. I think Zemo is a great character. I don't think they're going to kill Zemo. Uh, I really think my mad theory is actually because one of the first footage that they, they, they saw, it was like Zemo be held at gunpoint and then you see like the bullets falling off. I think like maybe that we began the series with Buck like, like I'm no longer the Winter Soldier. I think he's going to have this moment with Zemo, maybe like forgiving Zemo or something and let him be like with the Wakandas. Or oh, something. hopefully they bro hug because I ship it. Just be friends. <laughs> Why can't we be friends? No, I'm kidding. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to see greatness. And I am interested if they're going to keep him, uh, John Walker alive. Because if, if that is true, because I didn't notice at the episode, if that is true that the, the Winter Soldier team was like teased at that, at that adding, why not have a new Winter Soldier? I mean, that's fair. I don't think we should have a new Winter Soldier, but I guess that's fair. Yeah, it's an interesting way to look at it. Delia, what do you think? I don't know if I'd want him to necessarily be a new Winter Soldier, but I could definitely see him staying alive and turning into more of an assassin than a Captain America. He's so blonde, he could be the Summer Soldier. Yeah. The Summer Soldier. <laughs> what? Anyway. I, I, I think if anybody's going to die in this series, it's either him or Carly. It's either, yeah. Oh, that makes so. me sad. I don't want Carly to I don't to want die. it to be Carly. But. Ah, she's cool, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't Just... like villains. Really. I don't like villains. We are, uh, we are doing the revolution. We hate the companies. And, like, tell me and about what, what the, all the corporations are doing. You you uh, just sounded a lot like Kaiser there. And, like, well. well <laughs> no, because I, I hate when they, they do the, the revolutionary villain and he doesn't say a lot why he's doing the revolution. You know? Like, these are, as a person more on the left side of politics like elaborate why this is bad no let's just kill people oh okay so i don't know if i i carly even though i love the actress i haven't been sold on her yet and the whole flag smashes not not her but like well yeah I mean, okay. that's but that's just my opinion 
Okay, I still love. I think still they 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 still fit for the series for the action scenes. It's cool to have a lot of super soldiers doing super soldier stuff. It's cool. Yeah. Anyway, so no more final thoughts. So let's go to the where people can find you and. Let let Amber be first with her list. I love hearing. I love how y'all. Everybody messes with me about my <laughs> list. I wouldn't remember it if I didn't have it. Stop. It's a lot of stuff. You're a popular girl. Congratulations. Popular. I know about popular. Oh, that's a wrong. Totally the wrong. Show us the actual list. She has an actual list. Uh, well, I, I moved it to uh, to notes in my computer, but uh, Takara Kanashi, T-A-K-A-R-A-K-A-N-A-S-H-I. I'm not putting it on screen right now. If you're Ferris, you think it's teriyaki chicken because you a goofball. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Stereo, Letterbox, Twitch, uh, right here on the Let's Get Ready Network, doing the gold standard on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern. LGR Reviews Falcon and the Winter Soldier, duh, this show, meh. Uh, Sundays drop in at points. I don't know what time, but it drops at some time. Pacific. Hey, look, it's you. Um, and then the Night Sisters with Adelia and Bedore, and that's probably going to be on Twitch, I think, or here. I don't know. I don't even know what we're doing with that. We're going to do something. Uh, you can also find me at random times on the PJ Campbell Network. I did a review basically yesterday of this same show, and it was way different because there was a lot of ridiculous comedy. And Video Drew's channel where I am a mod and I do quizzes and I tell Garth to pick that name up. Ready? Adelia, go. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Adelia Chambo, uh, tweeting from the Let's Get Ready Network Twitter account at Let's Get Ready Net. I run the Let's Get Ready Network website, Let's Get Ready Network.com. We just reopened the merch store. That's a link on the website. And uh, Generally, you try to keep everything in order around here because sometimes it would spiral out of control without me. Wow! Wow! Okay, <laughs> um, you know it. Okay, just because you mentioned that the the merch store. Oh god! Justin doesn't. loves. Here are the mugs that you can buy here. Here, are all the good. mugs that you can put your tea in to spill it. Hey! Oh my god! <laughs> We're the best. Heat. And, and the last mug that you see with the, the circle logo is a logo made by Janine the Machine herself. Janine the Machine. I just want to say her name like that now. Janine the Machine. I love Janine, by the way. She's like great. She's guy. great. She's amazing. Anyhow, anyhow yeah, visit the, the merch store, visit Let's Get Red Network.com because I did put a lot of work in there and I have been promised her to write something for months. Uh, Still haven't done it. No, you haven't. But maybe I'll. Oh, wait. and then of course, there's that really important part where you know we want you to subscribe, like our stuff, share it, tell everybody about it, write comments because it helps the algorithm. What up, Ferris? I got you, bro. Uh, there's an audio, audio feed, feed right? There's there. an audio feed. I don't know all those. You can tell them. I don't care. Um, Spotify, uh, Apple, I know. Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Others just search for Let's Get Ready Network, you'll find it. And we are like 15 listens to Danny. Combat. I knew she could do it. Don't play with me. She knows what we, she knows where we are, she remembers everything. 
It's fine. I'm the one that set all of it up. That's why. Exactly. How many listens do we we need for? We are about fifty listens away from hitting four thousand listens on the audio feed. Woo! 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 Yeah, go like our stuff, share it, tell everybody about us. We're awesome. We're at six hundred and fifty subscribers, I believe, on our YouTube channel. So give us more subscribers. Click. Yeah. Click the button. Smash the bell. Anyway, you can always find me here on Let's Get Ready doing reviews with these crazy girls doing also the review for 30 coins because, you know, these Americans need to watch something beyond the waters of U.S. territory. 30 coins is expensive. Don't let anybody lie to you. We hold two whole networks together. What up? And you can also find <laughs> me every Sunday night doing Live in the Dark video through because that's a very scary show no anyway so now that we're done talking about <laughs> live in the dark with video drew being a very scary show oh hey what's up now welcome back. you can find me sometimes in the main show because i don't know sometimes anyway amber Adelia, thank you for doing this again i hope we, let's do something special for the for the season finale. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about something. Ooh, are we going fun. live again? Yeah, but I have another idea as well that I want to. Oh, perfect. About. Let's not talk about it now. You know what we should do? We should end the broadcast. Yeah, and then we can tell people later. So be ready for the surprise at the finale.